Hey guys, welcome to Whiskey, Wine, and Spine. My name is Dr. Kelsey DeMello, and this is our first Girl Talk episode. So uh, today we are going to be talking about things pertaining to a more female-based audience. This is the first time Vic and I are separating uh, to talk about things we want to talk about that are probably more pertinent to you know the specific gender that we work with. So um, tonight, what I want to talk about mostly is something that I'm super passionate about, and that is pelvic floor training. So um, a lot of the women I coach and the women I work with, you know, come to me because they kind of know what the pelvic floor is. They kind of know symptoms of, you know, what they could be experiencing. Some people have heard horror stories of traumatic birthing experiences and don't want to go through that. Um, and so that's typically the audience that I speak to the most and that I work with. So if that's something, you know, if all things pelvic floor are something you're interested in, then this is the episode for you. Um, and not to say that just because it's a girl talk episode that dudes can't listen to, right? Y'all have wives, y'all have kids. Feel free to tune in if you feel like this is important for you to hear. Um, so we're going to start off with talking about what the pelvic floor is, because that's something that I think a lot of people are just so out of touch with their body and they're so uninformed about this process. Um, so the pelvic floor is a sling of muscles at the bottom of your pelvis. Okay. So they create kind of like a, like a little hammock underneath, um, that the bony, those hip bones. If someone said you point to your hip bone, right. You can feel that like bony prominence. So all of that, all that big, you know, hip big guy here, right. Those muscles line the bottom of those bones. Okay. And so these muscles, they contract, um, you know, to hold in urine or to pass a bowel movement during orgasms. Um, they function in childbirth. So these are the muscles that they talk about tearing right during a childbirth. Um, so they're super freaking important. Right. And it's unfortunate because we don't talk about them a lot. We don't hear about them a lot. So the pelvic floor, it's made up of three layers, right? The um, third layer is what's responsible for actually getting a kiddo into positioning when you're about to go through the birthing process, right? So throughout your workout routines and a lot of the women that I work with, I'm very diligent to make sure that they're actually engaging that third layer of the pelvic floor so that we know that they are going to be strong enough to get through a birth and to, you know, minimize complications as much as possible. Um, so where am I going with this? Yeah. So the pelvic floor, you know, even though they control all of these other functions, right, these bodily functions like peeing and pooping and um, menstruation, right, intercourse, all of these things, they're still just muscles. And I think that's something we forget about a lot. So just like any other muscle, right? If you, you know, had a, a strain of your bicep, right? You would have to do soft tissue work and strengthening and stretching and type of exercises to heal it, right? Same deal with the pelvic floor, okay? Some women have um, pelvic floors that are too, I'm gonna say too tight, right? So they are just kind of weak and chronically tight, like any chronically tight muscle. So anyone in the, you know, kind of fitness industry, you might think of it as like a hip flexor, right? Or a pec minor, right? A super just tight muscle that's just small and tight and weak and aggravated, right? Some people have pelvic floors that are 
on that side. And so we, t- we tend to see on that end of things on the tight, weak side are, you know, pelvic floors where um, you'll hear women say things like, oh, it hurts if I sit down for too long, I start to feel some kind of pain, like I'm in one position for too long. Or if they sit down to go tinkle and they feel like they have to take a deep breath and relax before they tinkle, right? That tells me that those muscles are too tight, right? That's a big issue. Um, things like that. And then from the flip side, we also have women whose pelvic floors are um, not too tight, but they're too weak, right? They are just weak pelvic floors. They can't contract very well. Um, In similar situations, you'll see women like that having sneeze pee issues. They um, have trouble engaging their muscles, trouble engaging their core. They'll usually have some kind of a core instability going on. Um, They'll have poor posture, right? Someone who says, well, I'm having the sneeze peeing issue and I've got, you know, you also look at them, they've got horrible posture, right? It just kind of shows that they've got some lower muscle tone going on um, and you can fix that, right? So just a ton of different um, symptoms that we see with pelvic floor issues. Painful intercourse is another big one for women who have pelvic floors that are too tight or pain inserting a tampon, things like that. So definitely be on the lookout for, you know, other women, clients, friends, yourself that have these things going on because they are fixable, right? Now, uh, I want to work in here and tell you guys a story about a client I have. Uh, I'm going to call her just for anonymity purposes. Um, I'm going to call her Sarah. Okay. So Sarah is an absolute rock star. We met um, probably about a year ago at this point. And, you know, I was a kind of, I am, I guess, a pre-postnatal chiropractor. And so she was seeing me for just general low back pain um, during her second pregnancy. And as we started talking more and more, I ended up transitioning her to my virtual program because, you know, during baby birth of baby number one, she had had a fourth degree tear. Um, It was a very she was just very underprepared for that birth. Um, she hadn't really done any training. She had done some, you know, kind of minor, you know, jogging and whatnot, some minor cardio, um, and some weightlifting, but not with very good form, never had like a form coach with her weightlifting and never did anything specifically pertaining to pregnancy. Um, she had a little group of ladies that she said she worked out with. So she ended up during the the birth having a fourth degree tear. It was surgical. She had to have surgery afterwards. Um, she had painful intercourse for about six months after her first birth. So that really, and she describes, you know, um, intercourse after her first kiddo as terrifying, <laughs> which, you know, is the unfortunate reality, I think, for a lot of women is they're in this position where, um, you know, she didn't really have any resources, didn't know what the pelvic floor was, didn't have a lot of health knowledge, didn't know that this problem could be fixed, right? So painful intercourse for about six months. Um, She ended up having issues retaining urine and bowel movements for about six months as well. So, I mean, this poor girl was literally running around with an infant that was peeing and pooping himself and she was also peeing and pooping herself. So um, really not fun. And anytime she would try to work out, because you know, after her first baby, she wanted to kind of lose the baby weight and get back into 
you know, pre-baby shape, but she couldn't work out for about six months either because she was just in so much pain in her pelvic area and in her low back. So um, once we started, started talking more about that experience, we were able to tweak a few things in her training, teach her how to engage her core properly, teach her how to engage her pelvic floor properly, right? Because a lot of that pelvic floor, a lot of those motions are going to involve lifting, right? And so my biggest, um, you know, and, and at the time, let me back up here a little bit. At the time when I took um, Sarah on as a client, she was already about five months pregnant. So um, at that point, you know, with the hormones involved in pregnancy, right, a lot of that, those hormonal changes will cause ligament laxity. And so that's basically to allow your muscles to relax in order to let the baby pass through the pelvis, right? Let your ligaments and muscles just really relax. So we tend to see that kind of weaker pelvic floor symptoms in, um, in a pregnant patient or a pregnant client, right? So they tend to be a little unstable. They tend to be, you know, kind of a little wobbly. They can't contract their muscles as fully, right? So we did a lot of focusing during her pregnancy on contracting properly. Um, we didn't do any dietary intervention for, um, for what, during her pregnancy because she was already of, of a healthy weight. Um, we did really minor things like making sure she got in 25 grams of fiber a day, which was an appropriate amount for her. Um, her stature, she's about 5'5". Five five. Um, so we focus on fiber. We focus on water, okay, because I think a lot of things that women um, forget about or they try to kind of control when they are when they do have kind of leakage issues with tinkle is their inclination is to restrict water, right? But by doing that, you know, think of your muscles as they can either be like chicken breast or like beef jerky, right? A chicken breast is fresh out of the, the fridge is really hydrated and juicy looking, right? That's, if that's the quality of your muscle, you can contract that muscle a lot better than a muscle that's like beef jerky, right? Which is just dried out. Um, just tough, right? That muscle is going to have a hard time contracting. So we want you hydrated, right? Because those muscles of the pelvic floor are not going to work properly if you're not hydrated. And furthermore, being dehydrated can also cause irritation to your bladder and eventually a UTI. So we really don't want that to happen, right? So we focus on really minor things like hydration and fiber intake, right? Um, just to make sure that she, everything was moving, Okay. And that she was healthy during her pregnancy, but nothing, um, no crazy dietary interventions. Um, so that was ma mainly what we focused on was contracting her muscles properly and really minor hydration and fiber type stuff for her nutrition. And she just had baby number two about eight weeks ago. We're so excited. Um, and she was already cleared to work out. Uh, by her OB, we were able to, even though she wasn't cleared to actually do a workout, we did have her doing some supine, so uh, lying face up, just in bed, abdominal contractions for the past four weeks, um, and Kegel contractions, and again, making sure that everything is contracting properly and functioning. Um, and within the past four weeks, just since doing that, uh, she has been cleared for intercourse, and it was totally fine, no pain. She has no urinary or bowel incontinence. Um, she only had a first degree tear this time around. So that definitely tells me we did something right. And, you know, she's, again, she just was able to start her workouts, but she's honestly already seeing some really great physical changes as well. So um, 
it's definitely been a super rewarding journey working with her. She's just a rock star client and um, a really good demonstration of what you can accomplish if you get ahead of these issues. So again, just wrapping up here, I want to make this first Girl Talk episode just a quick one. Um, you know, keep in mind that all of these things that we're told about our bodies, right? I mean, I've heard women come to me and say that they've been told that, um, it, you know, if they want to have sex again to get out the tequila after a pregnancy, right? Or if they, um, you know, or they can't expect to ever look the way that they looked pre-baby, right? That their bodies are just stuck this way with this mom pooch, right? And basically, none of that is true. <laughs> I am here to tell you that none of that is true. So, and uh, this client, Sarah, is a great example of that. She's already, she's not even cleared to work out yet. And she's already seeing some awesome changes uh, in her mom pooch and just reaping the benefits of being healthy, right? And having a functioning core and having a functioning pelvic floor. So um, one resource I am going to give you guys as a, um, a giveaway from this episode is my five free tinkle tips. So these tinkle tips are for, uh, you know, three different kinds of women. One being the woman that, um, you know, wants to have kids in the next one to three years. You know, if you're, you've got a serious boyfriend or you're engaged or married and you guys know you want to start trying, um, pretty soon, now is the time to get ahead of these issues. Right. And that's one population that this, these tinkle tips can serve. Um, the, Second population is the, you know, new mom or the expecting mom that is starting to have some minor urinary tinkle um, leakage issues. You know, you feel like if you're at the gym and you do a, um, you know, a lunge or a squat and you're in that deep squat position and you feel a little leakage, right? These tips are for you. There's no reason to live that way to keep you carrying panty liners in your purse or to have to run home uh, and cut your workout short for having to go through that, right? Or again, that new mom or pregnant woman who knows if they sneeze or cough or laugh too hard, right, then they're going to be leaking, okay? And the third woman that these tinkle tips are for is for the woman that's been dealing with this for years. I mean, you'd be shocked at how many women come to me and say, yeah, you know, since I had, had my kiddo. Um, I've just had this, this issue when I, you know, when I laugh too hard, I tinkle, or when I go to the gym and I do this exercise, I tinkle. And I say, man, how long has it been? And they're like, oh, 12 years. I'm like, oh, well, shit, 12 years. No kidding, huh? <laughs> so this, these tips are for you as well. There's no need to be going through any kind of pelvic floor issues. Um, and if you do have something like painful intercourse or uh, low back pain, hip pain, when you sit for too long, any of those, um, any of those type of symptoms or any of those things that come up, you can definitely benefit from these tinkle tips too. So I'm going to go ahead and link them in the show notes here, but I hope this episode was helpful and inspirational to you guys. And I hope that if you do have any of those issues, you can just click the link below and get uh, at least a baseline for how we start to fix them. All right. Thanks ladies. Cheers. <laughs>